So Let's hello, go. everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of From the Fourth Line. My name is Emma. I'm joined, as always, by my very lovely co-host, Marcy. Hello. <laughs> I just realized we should have been wearing our Joseph Wool jerseys. No, I was so <laughs> early and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, like, I'll join the call in my jersey and be like, I came prepared. And then I forgot because someone decided to talk about reading for five fucking minutes. Okay, it wasn't five. It wasn't his entire media bill, but we'll talk about Joseph Wool. We will because we're going to spend our time talking about the Leafs. As always, we're going to talk about the Leafs, but we are going to want to talk about the Leafs. The fact they're on a seven game win streak. Insanity. Insanity. Uh, they won against the Golden Knights. That probably, I don't, that was such a fun game to watch. It was. I was. Um, I've like really extended notes for that game, but like now that I'm thinking of all the other stuff we have to talk about, I just want to like go over the highlights of mm. um, Bobby, uh, John Tavares. Back, uh, John Tavares scored. Good on you, John. So did David Camp. Mm. Um, and offensive power, <laughs> offensive powerhouse Jake the Cave. I was thinking, I was wondering, I was like, why have I got really short notes for it? And then I was like, why do I not remember this game? I slept through it. You didn't. Yeah. yeah, you. Didn't that makes watch so game. much sense as to why I just don't remember a single thing. No. Um. But yeah, and if it seems like strange about the fact that. Um, you're curious as to why I'm calling Jake McCabe an offensive powerhouse. Jake McCabe, career high in goals this season. Yeah! We're only 51 games in. He scored six this season. That, I'll, that I heard that, so. <laughs> you, but, um, you're rubbing against the bike. Oops, I thought it was against the camera. It should not have been allowed. I tried to be gentle. Um, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, so his previous career high is four. So we've already surpassed that by two. I the last time I guess the last time he scored, I missed it, but which is very interesting. He's like two points away from a career high in points. Again, also reminder, 51 games into the season. So pop off Jake McCabe because he's also having a really great season defensively as well, especially since getting paired with Seema Benoit. I don't know. Mm. I feel like no one's really talking about Jake McCabe. He's having like an underratedly good season for the fact that the Leafs are the Leafs are only paying him two million dollars. He's getting another two million from Chicago Blackhawks. But a win is a win for us. Oh, yeah, we will take any and all wins that we can get. Yeah. Um. I like this was just like a dominant game for Toronto. Um, Aiden Hill gets pulled in the first period um, because the Leafs score three, three in like ten minutes. Not no, they score the, that first period. They didn't score their first goal until halfway through the period, Jeez. and then they were like shooting gallery. <laughs> So let's just go for it. Let's just go for it. Max Domi also scores as well that game. Like, 
he's having a great run right now as well. Like I think this, the whole team, well, when you win seven games, your whole team's going to be supposed to, should be mm-hmm. playing well in theory. Right. And that's what's happening for Toronto right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Sheldon Keith has finally figured out like lines that work, I think too, as well. Like, especially within that forward group mm-hmm. and reminder, he's doing this without the versatility of Callie Yarncroke, who is still out hurt with a broken knuckle. But yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, it's. I want to know it's... what kind of motivational speech this team has been given. Yeah, I want to know too. Like my my the other thing as well is like, so did like a team like was it just like watching <laughs> Morgan Riley <laughs> cross check Ridley Green to the face and they're all like they're all like. Yeah, let's go. Let's run through freaking wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Run. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Word for let's word. Let's effing go. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going on like this crazy win streak. We're gonna talk about the historic but I significance of this win streak. But I do want to get through these two games first. Um. Yeah, Max. Yeah, because Max Domi scores twice um, in this game as well. Uh, speedy guy, he's fast, um, and can score goals. It was really funny. There was like this like Sportsnet. I think it was a Sportsnet stat- stats tweet where it was like Max Domi as the first Domi to have a multi-goal game for the Leafs <laughs> since Ty Domi is it a, like. <laughs> in 2002 and I was like I saw that and I was like really that was Sportsnet stats because it's the exact sort of thing Sportsnet stats puts out where you're where it's like why are you like yes you're not wrong but also who gives yeah like as to oppose as like opposed to like the 30 other domies who have played for the Leafs Just like, and then it's really, it was really funny though because then Ty Domi quote tweeted that sports that stats tweet and said, I told you at Max Domi, I had a few, <laughs> which is the most dad thing ever because I'm sure oh. you know it's like Max, Max Domi probably very much remembers his dad scoring goals, right? Mm. Grew up around the Leafs organization, but it is just really funny. That's like that's such like a dad thing to do of like yeah I told like told you I was good at <laughs> told you I just didn't rack up penalty minutes for twenty years yeah I could do other things um also want to talk about uh you know like a couple yes Vegas did score uh three goals including Leafs legend. Michael Amadio got a goal because, of course, uh, there was no Ben Hutt in that game. So, unfortunately, we couldn't go two for two. But who knows tomorrow? Maybe he will be in the lineup if he is. Oh. <laughs> Put that one in. Like, I literally said it was like, if I honestly, at this point, I should have bet on a Michael Amadio goal because I'm sure, like, I don't know what. I'm not a bet. I, I don't bet, though. That's the thing. But, like, I wonder what the odds were for that. Mm. Like I don't it's know. guaranteed. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, also as well, um, Pontius Holmberg's goal. Very sexy. I don't know if you watched, did you watch the replay oh. of that goal? Yeah, I watched um, the highlights on Friday. It's been a while, but I do remember. I was just out there. I was like, oh, my God. My little guy. Austin Matthews, because why not? Also has a score. Uh, well, with a, he has, gets some brilliant assists from Holmberg and Marner. Like, at this point, at this point, <laughs> Sheldon, Sheldon Keefe was just playing with his food. Because he was like, yeah, let's throw out a Holmberg out there with <laughs> Matthews and Martyr. Why not? Why not? Um, Martyr, with that assist, though, passes Matt Sundin for the third most assists in Leafs history. Um, and also had six straight multi-assist games. Um, Mitch! But yeah, good on Mitch. And then Leafs and Avs, which I guess we'll also talk, we'll talk about this game as well. Because this one actually was a little bit more stressful. It was a little bit closer. Mm. But Tyler Bertuzzi, the birthday boy, gets a hat trick. Can it please be his birthday every day? I, mean, I, I, I tweet about this, but I was like, is the thing that, you know, is the thing to break Tyler Bertuzzi's curse, like to break his bad luck, was it just he had to turn 29? because <laughs> it seems like it. The, the age of 28 no, you are not sworn 29, 29 however 29 into that one clip of Schmidt from New Girl going 29 <laughs> 29 <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> um oh. Mitch Marner also scores as well, extends his multi-point streak to seven games. Um yeah, yeah and uh, to think that the Leafs at one point in this game were down to nothing. And I literally was like, okay, well, six game win streak. It was fun. We had a we had a blast. No, um, Leafs were able to turn it around. Um, yeah, the seven-game win streak is the longest since 03-04. But in this game against Colorado, Domi reaches 400 career points, Nylander reaches 300 career assists, and Bertuzzi reaches 100 career goals. So hats off to all those guys. I think Mitch also had like some sort of record in there. But Tyler Bertuzzi's hat trick makes him the first Leaf to score a hat trick on his birthday. Yeah. So. Get I'm actually, happy birthday. I'm, happy birthday, Tyler Bertuzzi. I'm honestly just surprised that, like, that's never happened before. Mm, it's a very leafy thing to happen. But also, I'm just like, the Leafs have been around for, like, so long. You're telling me that no one, even when they were all scoring, like, crazy numbers of goals, just scored a hat trick, like, on his birthday. Like, there was not a single leaf ever. It's crazy. Which is crazy. But yeah, so the seven game win streak is the longest since 0304, which by the way, 03, year we were born. 
I literally was born 10 days before that win streak started. Um, but yeah, we do. I do want to talk about that because we do have a roster from <laughs> that. Um, oh, God. We, I, we do have a roster from that game. Uh, so, and this, here's the lineup. Oh, three, oh, four. I'm just gonna. We're gonna, in net, that game, Ed Belfour. Cause yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like some of the highlights on here is like Aki Berg, Ty Domi, Thomas Caverly, uh, Brian Marchment, who is Mason Marchment's dad. Brian McCabe, no relation to Jake McCabe. Joe Newendike. Remember Joe Newendike on the like Owen Nolan, uh, Matt Stajan, Matt Sundin, Darcy Tucker, Gary Roberts. Oh my, like Nathan Pro, uh, Karel Pilar, Alexi Ponikarovsky, uh, Robert Reichel, Mikhail Renberg. Like, <laughs> just. Absolutely. What? <gasps> like, what? What a time. Okay. <laughs> like, that's the thing where it's like you look at it. And also, fun fact 0304 is also um, last time the Leafs won a playoff round prior to last season. Is it a sign? Who knows? They did lose in the second round to Philadelphia, however, but yes. We've broken the 19-year curse. What's it going for the (laughs) Cubs? We're so back, though. But, like, if you would have looked at the team at the start of the season, would you have said, oh, yeah, they can go, like, without being delusional about it, but then also looking at the circumstances that the Leafs are facing where Samsonov was... You couldn't trust Samsonov with a game. Joseph Wool, like you, Joseph Wool is what you had, but uh, but like now Joseph Wool's hurt. Like, um, the team wasn't clicking. Like, you know what I mean? Like the defense defense just felt yeah, bad. It, no one besides was, Austin Matthews was, was scoring. But and now look like, at us. Now look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Look at us go. Look at us go. Look at the Leafs. Uh, it is really exciting, though, to watch to watch them, like, do this. Because they seem to also, like, have an absolute blast as well. Which mm. is, of course, you know, as they should. Winning is fun. Love winning. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so fun to win. Uh, Leafs have the opportunity to extend this win streak to eight. Um, tomorrow night against Vegas. Uh, taking on Vegas again um leaves so now it's time we talk about some uh not off ice but some not in game some out of game stuff uh leaves returned max lejoie yesterday to the marlies so they have enough roster spots to bring back wool giordano and yarn croak uh joseph wool also on friday started uh with the marlies in a conditioning in his the one and only game of his conditioning stint versus Laval. Stopped 36 of 37 shots, including 20 what shots alone game. in the second period. It was also a very physical game from Laval. Uh, there was mm-hmm. that one net front scrum where he literally was like 
piled onto and I no, the, the, he deserved oh, to kick someone again. The stress I felt I was like I think let's put this into perspective. I was um not sober <laughs> watching this um at all. So when I saw everyone everyone just like pile on top of him do you understand how close I genuinely came to a heart attack? Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> like, oh, and as well, I I'd lost track of time. I didn't realize that it was nearly midnight. I didn't realize the game was about to start. Um, I did, however, as soon as I found out, send voice messages to my mum, um, in which I yelled to her about how Joseph is back. <laughs> And I've not listened back to them, but she, she, she said I was very happy, to say the least. Oh, oh, poor, oh, oh, Lindsay. <laughs> oh, Lindsay. Love you, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, obviously, the biggest news of today is that Joseph Wool has returned. Um, returned to least he's been returned from his conditioning stint from the Marlies. He hasn't officially been. Uh, I don't. He hasn't like officially been removed from LCIR, but he was at practice today and did do a media availability in which the Leafs media for the second time in like two weeks asked him about <laughs> what hobbies he's been up to while he's been injured. And I get it. Like, you know, there's only so many questions you can ask a guy who's hurt. But also at the same time, I know they're all like, okay, tell us about the Lego, Joseph. Joseph, we can't outright <laughs> ask you about the Lego, but like expand on they the Lego. Know. The people I do want to know. I do want to know if he's finished the the um Star Wars uh AT AT set that he bought mm-hmm. over the summer. Like that's what I wanted to know. That's my burning question for Joseph Wool. If I get Joe, one question. <laughs> Joe, please tell us. Maybe like Joseph drop, drop a Lego tall. Absolutely. He should just like show, like, just like take a picture of it and like show it. For one, for the Lego apartment tour, I want to be nosy about his interior design choices. There's only so much I can get from that one interview he did in like. The one, and then also August. the video of him playing oh, the interstellar the- theme that he posted to his Instagram. He did say that he would use his Instagram to showcase some more of his music. It was really funny that they did ask him, do you know any other songs on the <laughs> piano besides the one that we've seen you play three times over the it's course like, of four years? Like a live. If he wants to play the same <laughs> song three times a day, every day for the rest of his life, let him. It is really funny, though, um, that he did say that he was like, oh, like, it is really funny. Uh, it's like the same sort of vibes as the guy like when at a party who like every time he manages to produce a guitar from somewhere mm-hmm. and only knows either Stairway to Heaven or Wonderwall by Oasis, but doesn't know both. You either know Stairway to Heaven or you know Wonderwall. <laughs> and we'll play that at every single party. Oh, God. And oh, that is Joseph. Oh Wool. Joseph. Oh Joseph. 
I want like you know how they have those like pianos in airports. I wonder if he. I wonder if he ever uses those. He they're is everywhere. He so they're everywhere in Europe. I will say. I wonder if <laughs> on his little like no, escapade like... through the Sw- the 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 Swiss Alps. <laughs> no, they, like it's like at an airport. I, there's one in one of the buildings at um my uni. It's like I'll be walking on one of my lectures and someone's just sat there like playing music like and I'm like, it is not even nine AM and you just sat at a little piano in a fucking university building just like going for it. I I wanna invite him and just be like, Joseph, will you play on the piano in the corner of my uni building? please <laughs> before 9 a.m because he would be that guy oh mm, he would he absolutely would but you know that you know that one plot in glee where they had they introduced like the purple pianos <laughs> 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 and it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh god and and then there's the and then they like there's the one time in the cafeteria. Is that the same episode where they sing about the tater tots? I I don't know. It's been it's been a it's while. It's been since so I've long since I've since I've seen Glee. Besides, in like my favorite like funny clips from Glee or like out of pocket Glee scenes or whatever. Like, but yeah. it's I haven't watched shows since middle school in its entire like all the way through start to finish. Mm-hmm. So all of the plots just get melded into, but I do remember the one time where they were trying to save the tater tots from the cafeteria, which is very, very real. I love tater tots. So I was, then there's also the p- purple pianos that end up all getting smashed by the end of that one episode. Literally, they have three purple pianos and they show them smashing three separate pianos through I the just... course of one episode. I wanna... And then there's what, the puppets. What is Glee? What? What is Glee? That's my burning question of the night. What is Glee? It is Glee. But then do you remember, did you, I don't, did you ever watch Glee? Yes. Yes. Okay. I I was a theater kid. Of course. I was a drama (laughs) kid. Of course you watched Glee. Do you remember the episode? Remember the episode where Blaine sits in that back corner of the glee room because he's mad at Tina and Artie and Sam for something involving their graduation and then he there's gas leak and he has a gas leak induced um where everyone turns into like muppet style muppet style puppets oh, and then I... they all are singing and then it like they sing Roar by Katy Perry. Or no, is it Roar by Katy it the What Does the Fox Say? I think oh, it was God. both that episode. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh my, that is throwing me. And then he, it gets to the point where he ends up making the puppets. And then mailing them to the, the people, the characters who are living in New York. Can you imagine opening a box? That is sent to you by someone you were in a high school glee club with. And inside is Muppet-style puppets of you. <laughs> you know, I actually kind of like love that in a weirdly unsettling way. <laughs> That's like serial killer behavior. 
I'd be like, okay, I'd be like, okay, could this be an episode of Criminal Minds? Yes. But do I also love it? <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. Remember the, the remember the marionette episode? Ooh, <laughs> the episode where one of the serial killers was obsessed with making Yeah. There's this one episode of Criminal Minds where the serial like the, the unsub this was like making people into like living marionettes breaking all of their bones and then tying strings to their limbs and then making them dance on a stage that was an episode (laughs) and not them that is not the most fucked up episode on that show too that's the thing by far there is it gets worse as well it's like every time i like walked out i was like going to the kitchen they were just like sat on the sofa just like like typing or just like doing the work and like writing writing essays with just like criminal minds in the background and I'm like you know what real if I wouldn't just sit there and just like give up my work and watch it I would I would join them yeah um I will say that one episode of Glee with the Muppet style puppets influenced my life more than it should (laughs) have It had an influential impact on my life because it got to the point one, it's my uh it in middle school, uh my I I was like I was watching I was watching Glee in middle school and my science classroom had class leak and I was like and I would have just liked it, but I was like, no, I'm gonna be annoying and I'm gonna say something about it. Just like it's like that one episode in Glee. Is it bad that, and I, I don't mean this in a mean way, but that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I was that annoying person in middle school. Um, and then also as well, another way is that for uh, a grade eight English assignment, we not, well, grade 11 English assignment, wasn't grade eight. Grade eight, we read Hamlet. Hamlet. Grade 11, we read um, Macbeth. And we had to then present a scene to the class, like read it out and then present it and then present analysis of it and like how it relates to like the rest of the play and like scenes for the play and blah, 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 blah. Like analyze Shakespeare as one does in high school English, right? I I don't know how we're supposed to like continue recording the podcast. Anyways, if we get a certain amount of likes on some tweet or something, maybe we'll just record, we'll we'll release our (laughs) reactions. I mean, when you like I'm going through, can you can you clip our reaction and just send me it? Because oh, I, I need will. To... I will. I I, I need. To... <laughs> um. Anyways, like I was. Ta- why? Oh my god! What was I talking? I was talking about fucking Glee. <laughs> That's just a glimpse of what it's gonna be like in the summer. Just us spending ten minutes talking about fucking Glee. <laughs> and Muppets look we have like other stuff to get through this episode like I have a lot I want to talk about I have like still like a page and a bit left of like a page and a half left of notes Jesus Christ um but yeah Joseph Bull's back oh my god um I I will say it's like the Leafs forward group um (laughs) (laughs) Police forward group. Um, 
the least forward group, it's so good right now. And you still are missing Callie Yarncrook, which is uh, like maybe your most versatile bottom nine forward. You wouldn't necessarily play him on the top line, but like, where do you slot him in now? Where do yeah. you put him? Because it's like you, you don't really. The... Everyone has a pretty like you don't want to mess up right now. Like I know he's still like week. Uh, Sheldon Keith said today that he's still week to week to returning. They're going to reevaluate him next week to see if he's good to return to practice, right? But does he does he slot in with you know you you don't want to mess up Nylander, Domi, Bertuzzi right now because that line is so good. Mm. That line is so good right now. You don't want to mess with... Do you want to mess with Tavares, McMahon, Robertson? Like, they're producing... I yeah. would love... You know what a line I would love to see? And it unfortunately comes with a Robertson demotion. But only just because Yarncroke currently plays on the right side. And you have, like, a pretty good left winger McMahon. But, like, you could alternate through Robertson and McMahon depending on who's running hot. Is mm. a third line of Tavares, Yarncroke, and Robertson or McMahon. Yeah. I can see I saw that. someone put Yarncroke on the fourth line with Camp and uh, Holmberg. Promote it to the fourth line, blah, but I see how it is. I know, right? But, like, that's the thing. It's like, where do you put them? Because you don't want to mess with anything yeah. that's working so well right now. And that's, like, I... Anyway, Sheldon Keefe is going to have a fun time with that. We'll see where it is. Um, um, <laughs> I totally... Anyways, oh my god. Anyways, you got to stop reposting things while I'm... Um, anyways. <laughs> um, so, but, uh, yeah, let's talk about Jamie Drysdale, though. Unfortunately, oh, he has not... Well. He has not been traded again, so there's that. But uh, last night against uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, he is listed as day-to-day officially by ESPN, but there's been no really update on him yet from Philadelphia. Um, After leaving Sunday's game versus Pittsburgh with an apparent shoulder injury, I say apparent because he landed on his shoulder and his shoulder was hanging and loose and looked dislocated uh, when he Mm -hmm. left the game. It was the same shoulder that Drysdale tore in 2022 that required him to miss most of that season and was what caused him to be slow to return to play this season. Um, So it's unfortunate if he does miss more time because he's hurt and if it is something serious or if it's just a dislocation or it could be his collarbone. Like, you you don't know. There's a lot in that area that could cause your arm to, you know, hang limp like Mm -hmm. that. But, you know, unfortunately, it's it's weird to say that a dislocation would be the best sort of mm. solution. Yeah, like, like oh, little gym jam, little gym jam. It's unfortunate. Feel bad for him. Um, yeah. you know, new team and still old injuries. Um, oh, bless him. But let's talk about better story though, a happier story. Buffalo Sabers. No, we were not made off by Cal. <laughs> Cal, this is for you. <laughs> Buffalo Sabres, they beat Carolina last night in a shootout. And I do want to highlight this game because this was actually, there There wasn't a game, there wasn't a Leafs game last night. So we're going to talk about this game. But I do want to talk about this game because it is such a turnaround for the Leafs, uh, not Leafs, 
Yes, please, but also for the Sabres. Holy <laughs> I don't know where my brain is. It is still, still not watching the blue room. Yeah, actually, probably. Um, Sabres beat the Hurricanes in a shootout last night. Um, 3-2. Goals from Jeff Skinner. Yay. What up, Jeff Skinner? And Owen Power in his return to the lineup from injury. Good you on you, 6-6 six, six, Owen Power. Large child. Um... Um, also, Ukapekaglukadid stopped 30 of 32 shots, including, yeah, and then also on top of that, going four for four during the shootout in stop in saves. The first Sabres goalie to make more, to make four or more saves and allow no goals in a, in a shootout since Jonas Enroth, uh, who did it November 29, 2014. Enroth and Ryan Miller are the only Sabres goalies to accomplish only other Sabres goalies to accomplish such a feat. Ryan Look Miller did it four times in his time with Sabres. Go. Sabres are 6-4-0 and four, six, four and oh in their last 10 games, but they are currently on a three-game win streak, which, fun fact, I looked this up because I was like, huh, three-game win streak. Good on you, Buffalo. It is their longest win streak of the season. They do have a pretty tough schedule coming up uh, facing a lot of Atlantic. I think they play like Panthers, um, uh, Panthers, Vegas, Tampa, Leafs in like the next like few games. So it's a tough stretch coming up for them with some hot competition. Uh, but I yeah. do think, you know, they, the, the vibes are good right now in Buffalo. I will the vibes say. are really good in Buffalo. The vibe, uh, besides the fact that um, Jeff Skinner left practice early today for... I, no, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it. No. Um, but also as well, I do want to highlight some... Where You sent me a tweet. You sent it to me, or did you retweet it? I gotta scroll back. There's, I think you retweeted it. It was Luke and in one. Was that a retweet or did that get sent to me? I retweeted it. Definitely. You retweet. Okay, here it is. Yeah. I saw it at some point from you. So, uh, Ukapeka Lukanen in his last 10 games, which, by the way, if you don't say his full name every time, shame Jail. on you because it is so fun to say. Ukapeka Lukanen. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. It, it actually does. It does. It's like everyone always freaks out. It's like, oh, it's such a long, like, complicated name, and I'm like, it's, it's, it's not. It's very, it's very phonic. Like you go it, Lukanen. Yeah, it's like you just, bam. I understand for the sake of um Twitter characters shortening it. Yeah. Because you only get so many characters in tweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like I get, but like say the whole name because it's so fun. Have fun with it. Uh, anyways, Uka in his last 10 games has a 2.11 uh, games allowed, uh, not games, goals against average, has a 0.926 save percentage, one shutout versus uh, the LA Kings, a 6-4 and four record, which is also the Sabres record, 266 saves with 21 goals allowed. I think he is Buffalo's number one goaltender for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is what the tweet says. And I agree with that. I think the Buffalo Sabres are going to be such a like, and I think people expected them to, you know, make the push this year. 
I think it's just one year too soon. I think next yeah. season, if not next mm. season, the season after, Buffalo is going to be, and if they make the right moves to add certain pieces to their lineup and really like not blow the whole thing, and, like just in the right places, you know what I mean? Mm. Be like critical about where they add to their lineup. I think they have like a really good chance of being a really good team and like will become a playoff team in a couple like if not next year the season after because I think with Lukanen and the way that he's playing you've got guys like Jeff Skinner who is scoring like no other you have guys like Tage Thompson I think will find his groove a little bit more than he has this season still young yeah. well actually he's not that young I always said he's still young he's like weird like I think I keep thinking he's younger than he actually is I think he's only like if he's not the same age as Austin Matthews he's this he's a year younger mm-hmm. yeah he's yeah. 26 so he's a 97 so he is same age as or a year younger than Austin right yeah. Yeah, because Austin Matthews is oh no, same age as Austin Matthews. But oh, okay. yeah, so like again, no one's gonna be Austin Matthews, but mm. still 27, and you see guys like Zach Hyman and hit their stride later, and late bloomers are totally <laughs> a thing in the NHL. And Tate Thompson has had to deal with injuries, but you got but like you know, you still got a pretty, some fun young pieces and like Rasmus Jallian is so fun oh, to watch. So fun. He's a, he's an all-star for a reason, but he's so fun to watch. Mm. And like, you guys, you got guys like Owen Power and things like that. So I think, I don't know. I just, I'm like, Buffalo is like one of those teams where it's like, if they, uh, they're going to be a fun team to watch. And I think sometimes people just have to pick fun teams to watch. Yeah. And I keep my eye on Buffalo, especially in within the Atlantic, for sure. Um, I can I can almost see Buffalo jumping past like Tampa in the next mm. couple of years. Yeah, it, it is looking really good for them. Yeah, and Tampa's getting older. Mm. You know. Yeah. Um. Also as well, I don't know. Now I just have a couple of like mixed bag. Like I wanted to talk about these because they're it's happening on Twitter and we do exist on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> More often than we'd like to admit. Um, yeah. I do. I the one. I don't know where to start. If I want to start with Matt Rempe or if I want to start with everyone's uh, hot NHLer threads. Pick one. We'll do Matt Rempe. Matt Rempe, okay. Uh, he It's so funny because if you try to get someone who had never ex- not, does know nothing about hockey and you were to just let them loose on hockey Twitter and be like, good luck, try to learn about the games, they would think that Matt Rempe is like better than, is like the next, is like this huge player who's this, is, who's this massive mm-hmm. name in the sport, is like bigger than Connor McDavid and how well-known he is, and all these things, right? By the way that people have been talking about him in the last week, uh, the kid, I say about someone who is a year older than me, 
uh, made his NHL debut in the stadium series versus the New York Islanders. In his first shift, he fought Leafs legend Matt Martin. Leafs um, legend. And then his next game uh, had, I would say, not the cleanest hit. I, I, it's, it wasn't a great. It was a big hit. Was it necessarily a good hit? Not really. On uh, Nathan Bastian versus the New Jersey Devils, uh, fought. Uh, he has four fights in five games, scored his first, he has scored a goal and logged an assist, and in, in five games, has logged 32 penalty minutes. That's actually insane. Um, also as well, this kid, absolutely massive. Is six seven, two hundred and forty one pounds. Holy crap! That's a big boy. I know we talk about. I know we talk about like Austin Matthews and like Matthew Nyes being like big boys. That's a big boy. Uh, for for reference, because Paige Thompson also notably is also six seven. Right. Yeah. Also, oh well, he's six six. An inch makes something. Weighs two hundred and twenty well, pounds. Owen Power is six seven though, right? Yeah, I think so. They're all like close. No, he's six six, but close enough. He's two eighteen. So yeah, but like big. I do like he, but like that they so. I will say, though, like, about just the number of penalty minutes and, like, stat and fights that Matt Rampe has logged since his debut. Um, the, like, the inf- I think hockey Twitter's all mad because he keeps fighting guys. And people have to understand that, like, a fight in a hockey game is consensual. Like, both sides are saying yes mm-hmm. when they drop the gloves. So it's not like guys are like it's not like Matt Rempe is jumping guys and taking guys like by surprise and fighting them because he just wants to smash faces in and doesn't really yeah. care. He probably cares. Um and also, you know, the guys who are fighting them do see him as six seven, two hundred and forty pounds and like, whoa, this is a big guy. Cause I don't think he's ever fought, I don't think he's fought anyone who's his height yet. No. Um so they're all looking up at him. Which, like, my my cousin's boyfriend six eight, so I have a very good reference on what six seven is in a in a person, and you are it looking up tall. at them, and they are ducking through doorways. Huge, um, huge individual, um, but yeah, so, and they're saying yes. So when he eventually, the thing about it is everyone on Twitter is getting mad about it for the wrong reasons. They shouldn't be yeah. mad about the fact that, oh, like, he's going out there and he's, like, getting into loads of fights this early in his career. They should be not mad, but just worried about the fact that this is going to have a huge impact on his physical health. Oh, absolutely. Like, and, like, people, people seem to, like, completely forget about the fact that this is going to, like, have a massive effect on him 
Yeah, like if he keeps up this fighting pace, that's such a weird thing to say. If he keeps up this fighting pace, like there's a reason why enforcers, traditional enforcers, are an outdated role in the NHL. Why mm. you don't see a lot of true enforcers like we saw in the in the late 80s through the 90s early 2000s there's a reason why we don't see them very much anymore and like you could have guys who are annoying but they have skill to go with how annoying they are like for example like the kachucks they're annoying they'll fight you but they also can score goals right yeah. and there there used to be a time in the nhl and there used to be a time in hockey in general but specifically in the nhl where guys would get told you wanted to stay in the lineup you have to be willing to fight and that's how guys would keep their jobs is because they would be the ones to fight and there there was a really i wish i did more just more research and just remembering if it was w5 or the fifth estate which for those who aren't canadian it is they're it, they're both investigative journalism uh tv programs in which they mm. pull up and do things and they have done multiple between the two of them, between W5 and between the Fifth Estate, if you, I think, I think they're geo-blocked only in Canada, but if you do have a VPN and you don't live in Canada, you can watch these on YouTube. They have, like, the full, the full episodes that they've done on NHL players who were enforcers um, by, that was just the name of their role in the NH, and on their teams was enforcers. And they, and it's about either them or their families talking about the effects that CTE, CTE and their time in fighting and hockey had led them to their life. And it's it's just really sobering to watch. And I think also it's like if you don't can't access those or you can't find them, just go watch Concussion, the movie Concussion with Will Smith. Mm. Which it has a more of more of a focus on football, but same concept, uh, because it talks about CTE and it's 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 a thing where it's like you can see that. It's definitely like being a like Matt Rempe and his style of play is adding energy to the Rangers locker room, and mm -hmm. the guys on the the guys on the Rangers really do support him, and like not support him but like are behind him and like they're excited and they're all fired up and they're playing really well as well right now. Like they're I think they're well, I don't want to say they've won all their games, but they've done a really good job, and I know that yeah, because Shesterkin is my <laughs> they've had a good few. I know this because uh Igor Shesterkin is my my fantasy goal. <laughs> uh they lost last night against Columbus, but I think they've won all of their other previous games. trying to find those right now it's a slow process i'm sorry i should not have been doing this again this is something where i like wrote it down yeah they like they won like three of the last four games so obviously it's working in that locker room i will say at some point i'm sure like because there's a lot of people who are like oh someone should pull this kid aside and like tell him to stop fighting and i'm sure there is someone if the Rangers are a respectable organization, which you don't always know is the truth in the NHL, but there is probably someone, there's probably someone on that coaching staff. Maybe it's, you know, Pierre Laviolette himself, who's pulling 
Matt Rempe's eye and being like, hey, buddy, like, love how much you've been willing to, like, go to battle for this team, but you're going to have to, like, calm it down with the fighting. Okay? Like, for your own sake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's, like, obviously, like, he plays hockey. He's grown up playing hockey. He's grown up around it. He knows what this could do to him physically. But it's, like, at the same time, I just think, like, okay, I'm all for a good fight. And I'm all, like, I, I love a good fight every now and then. No, like, absolutely. At, what, I, at what point does it become yeah. just unnecessary? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like definitely where it's a thing where it's like hockey, like fighting and hockey, like as much as there's people who want to take it out of the game and I can see their argument behind taking it out of the game, it's player safety, it's player health. Having fights be legal in the NA- in the NHL is kind of what separates the NHL and like hockey in general for so from basically every other sport besides actual fighting like boxing and Mm. mma um and like actual fighting like is is the fights and i remember when i was a kid like my parents would take me and my sister to hockey games all the time um or we'd watch hockey all the time on tv and whenever there would be a fight my parents would reach across And cover, like, reach across and cover me and my sister's eyes. And I can remember trying to, like, claw at their hand and get it away from my face so that I can look. (laughs) And be like, I want to watch the fight. Let me see them fight. And my parents were like, nope, nope. And I I don't think it was until I was, like, 10 or, like, 9 or 10 or something till they, like, stopped doing that. They, like, stopped covering my my eyes during, like, NHL fights. But it was like, it's a memory I have. It's a very vivid memory I have of like going to hockey games with my parents or like even watching them on TV at home. And if they, Mm -hmm. if there's a fight, eyes get covered. Um, But I do want to say like, this is kind of a message and I'm not going to generalize towards um, Devils fans in general on Twitter, but it's just, that's who I see it coming the most from. In fact, like I, I don't see, I didn't see it coming from Flyers fans. I didn't see it coming from Islanders fans either. I think in fact, Islanders fans are kind of like, yeah. When, like, he fought Matt Martin in his first shift, they were like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I like Like, I see you. good on the kid. Right? And Because it, it's, like, kind of a baller thing to do. Like, first NHL mm-hmm. game stadium series to go out and fight a veteran like Matt Martin, which yeah. I don't... Do the Leafs... I think the Leafs and the Rangers are done their season series, right? Am I correct in saying that? Um, I no, they don't. So. They play not- them Saturday. Saturday this week, New York Rangers. Matt Martin, prepared, not Matt Martin. Matt Matt Rempe prepared to face the wrath of Matt Martin's child's Mitch Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Sub 200 pounds. 5'11. Oh yeah. He's admitted right. to being 5'11 and then like round me up to 6'1. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mitch Martin coming flying you at this. You six raise minutes. me that. I raise you. Matt Rempe, Nick Robertson. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's the world's biggest mismatch. <laughs> He's like 5'9. He has the shortest sleeve. <laughs> Matt Rempe, Are, oh, Wolf. No, the thing. Stop. Goalie fight. No, it, it'll be like. 
Watch it be like Max Gomi trying it. Oh, he was on the shorter really side. That's the I'm, thing. That's the one where I'm like, he's like on the sh- he's on the shorter side. Um, I think I mean anyone's on the shorter side compared to six seven. <laughs> but like or like Benoit. Benoit's taller though. Benoit's like oh, Benoit's over six foot. Ooh, but I'd love to see Benoit fighting. Like that's the thing where it's like we say we love fight. Like yes, fights moderation on one person. Good. Okay. Whatever. Like you can't be like oh no I don't, I don't think you could ever take fighting out of the nhl and have it work yeah. like you have to it's, look at it this way like part of the game the nhl the nhl and changing rules it, it is embedded and you can be like well that's just like you have to change hockey culture in order to do it i'm like it's embedded into the sport at this point you're you can't mm-hmm. like there's leagues that you know you don't have it whatever but it's like you look at how the nhl changes rules and it's like things like oh helmet at warm-ups players get grandfathered in so then you have a bunch of players who still don't do it because they Mm -hmm. got grandfathered in that they don't have to and not pay a fine or you have um no face shields Mm -hmm. right you have to have a face shield now except if you get grandfathered in because you were playing before that rule got in place you guys like ryan reeves and ryan o'reilly who don't wear one because they don't want to because they didn't and then the rule changed and they're like i'm still not going to yeah it's like right so it's like the NHL is not very good at going cold turkey with a rule change. No. Unless it's three on three, five minute OT. Mm. Um, but anyways, also as well, like I want to say for like the people on Twitter who are like talking about his sister, shut up about his sister. Yeah. Leave leave them alone. Like this is where I'm like Twitter, you have to stop. Like if you're then if your player does what you don't like on the ice, don't go after them in any part of their life off the ice like you can call them you can call them a shit player all you want whatever okay you can be like oh you suck at hockey nah 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 whatever (laughs) like i say that about i say that about our own team all the time yeah (laughs) Like, like okay i don't care but like the minute you go after someone off in like their personal life and you insult their family. And like before, you, like there's going to be people who are going to be like, it was just a joke. Very much was not. Was it if it was not, it was not a, it was very much not a joke. And uh, I think that people knew that because of their reaction to getting called out on it, knew they were in the wrong. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yes. And I'm not saying this is just Devils fans. I'm saying I saw primary primarily from Devils fans. I think it was mostly just because of the hit on Nate Bastion, which, like, yeah. yes, it wasn't a good hit, but also at the same time, that doesn't warrant going after someone's personal life. Um, yeah, like, that, Nathan Bastion didn't get hurt on the play. There was no injury yeah. there. It just wasn't a good hit, which that happens every single game in the NHL. There's bad hits yeah, like- every single night. Um, and like siblings can be close. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. You can you're you're allowed to touch your sibling, by the way. That's something that's allowed. You can like, touch like, them. I, I saw some you're... people being like, oh, but like they're, they're hugging in a weird way. And I'm like, in the like, I don't wanna sound like a bitch when I say this, but like I'm sorry that your family don't like you. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry that, A, you're an only child, so you 
have never experienced what yeah. it's like to have a sibling or two your family just like doesn't love you <laughs> because yeah, like, like my bo- oops I guess sorry about that I don't like I don't have a I don't have a brother but I have a ton like I have a bunch of friends of mine who do have brothers um mm. or do have like siblings in the office I don't I have a sister but it's like at the same time like I come home from like being away at school and I like walk into a room and she's always in bed even if it's like four o'clock yeah. on a Thursday right because she just like does most of her work from bed and I'll literally straight up belly flop on top of her and I'll lay there sure. on top of her a, <laughs> until she yells at me <laughs> and it's like to get off and like we still don't like we don't have the most like touchy-feely relationship you know what I mean like it's like, yeah. but it's like we're I'm just both individuals who like yeah we're just both people who like individuals who like our own personal space but it's at the mm. same time like it's like yeah I'll hug my sister because she's my sister mm. like like I'm sorry that my family like each other and yours don't but like that's not my problem and that's not my Rempe's problem either so Cut. yeah and also as well it's like um Matt Rempe like him is there his dad died when he was 16 so obviously that'll have an impact mm. on like a sibling relationship and make them closer because that's what happens yeah like, like... again <sighs> sorry your family like, not, not that we're just like I don't know it's like one of those things where I saw it and I was like the poor kid like leave him alone like, like bro just wants to like skit around and have fun. yeah and he definitely and will settle like he is yeah and he's over eager as a call-up and he definitely will settle down eventually um hmm. now i want to talk about everyone on hockey twitter doing their uh like their insert multiple of five hottest uh <laughs> nhlers and i'm not gonna say my own i don't have a list prepared but what i will say is that i didn't even know that you could name 30 current nhlers who you found attractive I think that's a feat in impress like that's impressive in and in of itself. But I do want to say, hey, throw some retired guys in there. Throw some old NHLers. It's okay. We do it all the time with celebrities of like, hey, so and so was really hot when they were younger. The nineties especially were full of hot players. There were so Look at look at the any roster picture Beautiful. from the Red Wings in the 90s when they were winning all those cups. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's a, like literally like look up a picture of like young Brendan Shanahan. <laughs> like I don't I'm not saying I would, but my parents, like, we have to kind of keep it, like, somewhat tame because my parents listen to this, you know? Hi, mom. Hi, dad. <laughs> I'm but, like, have, have some creativity. Like, throw Tim Horton in there. Yeah. Have you looked it's at like, a picture of Tim Horton? I'd hold his hand. In a PG family-friendly way. I'm just, my thing is... Every single list I see, it's like the same guys over and over again. And I'm oh like, my god, yeah. Give me, give me the slightly weird looking ones. Give me the little scrunkly fourth liners that no one's ever heard of because I love them. Like, oh, exactly. Give, give, like, give me the little guys. Sergey Fedorov. 
gorgeous. Like, has have you guys ever like looked at a picture of like a young Sergei Fedorov? Like, yes, please. He had like some really nice hair some years. Mm. Like, just I'm just saying, have some creativity with it. I would like someone to make a list where it is just specific pictures of old NHLers and they're like look at all these hot old guys that are definitely like really old now but like I don't know I'm just saying I'm sorry the only other like old hockey player that I could think of is like George Armstrong was Red Kelly hot not really I'm like trying to think of like who there was definitely some like old leaves where I'm like yeah ooh why does Dick Duff look really good in this headshot? I'm just saying, have some fun. <laughs> I'm just saying, have some fun with it. I want to see people do it. Because like we do it all the time with celebrities. Where we're like, hey, look at this picture of, um, like, I don't know, um, Catherine Hepburn. She's really hot. Or like, yeah. um... In, or like specifically um Gregory Peck and to kill a mockingbird with the glasses. Do you know do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. See? Exactly. Like oh, that's yeah. the thing. Where it's like, look at like do like we do this all the time with celebrities. We're like, look at this like one picture of like or like not this one picture, but like look at this old celebrity that's like very much is Wrinkly. Gregory Peck dead? Old. Yeah, he is dead. Okay. Oh. <laughs> 2003, he died. Um, like, oh, last time at least a seven game win streak. Um, it, like, look at this picture of like Gregory Peck. Yes, he is dead now, but like, he was really hot here. Can we do this with NHLers, please? I would love s- someone take the initiative. <laughs> and like if you really love your old NHLers, like go through and put together any era. You can pick some current ones if you'd like to, but I do think I'm like, <clears throat> you know, pick a man. Not to not to sound like Don Cherry, <laughs> but like <laughs> pick a real man. Pick a real hockey man. No, I'm not gonna not not to say that I feel like if I bring up Don Cherry and not say not to sound like him, I can go down a really dangerous hole really, really quickly. But mm. like, because we're there's a reason why he got fired from Hockey Night in Canada and Coach's Corner. But that uh, I that I don't want to be, I don't want to align with, I don't align myself with his views. But I still did grow up watching hockey in Canada and therefore remember him always talking about you know the 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 peak the golden years of hockey where everyone was a real man and played hockey like a man would and it usually then was like followed up by like complaining about whatever rookie was able to do like a cool trick shot and have been like this is dumb I don't know yeah but yeah that's what I wanted to say because that's what I was thinking of when I was seeing everybody post their like hot NHL thread I was like okay so it's all just like guys who are playing now and like no one's Mm. putting in like 
Sergei Fedorov or like Tim Horton. Sorry, I find I thought Tim Horton was hot. <laughs> Test is uh, test. You're judging me for that one now, but <laughs> no, I I see it. I understand it. Do I respect it? That's debatable. Remember what he brought to you, which is waffle fries. The yeah, you didn't bring me waffle fries. Thank you, Tim Horton, for bringing me waffle fries personally he hand delivers them every time i ask for them so you're admitting ghosts are real mm. <laughs> <laughs> get me my own blue room episode right now oh god um yeah without i think i'm trying to like think of like how much time of this episode was taken out from us reacting to the joseph wall blue room video that dropped mid-recording that um <laughs> if 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 some i'll tweet something out where it's like if this gets a certain amount of likes i'll i'll drop i'll drop the tape <laughs> drop the footage. Really if i'd have known that they were dropping the blue room tonight i would like have made some sort of attempt to not look like an actual dead victorian child Like, they could have given me, like, some kind of warning. But no, just, like, randomly, just, oh, just a small boom. Ah! I don't know. But I do think if that, in that case, um, okay, but I did call it, though. You did. You did. And I, I, I did hit. say, I was like, notice, I was like, it's been a week since they've, like, released a Blue Room. Watch them drop it. Watch them wa- drop the Joseph Wall Blue Room uh, video, like, when he is coming back from injury. No, because, like, what did, oh, how, how did I respond to you saying that? I don't remember. Oh. It was something I don't think I can actually say. I called you sick and twisted. I said the podcast was cancelled. <laughs> Well, I, I said right. my other reply, and then just upon reflection, that was a bit of an extreme reaction. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I'm kind of mad that they didn't make him just sit and just <laughs> Re- react. <laughs> <laughs> they pulled up every time we Joseph, called Joseph ten Wall a princess. Work your way through this. <laughs> Work your way through this person's Twitter account, and he just sits there and just get like becomes like more and more traumatized every single tweet he sees like he starts off he's like oh they're happy i'm back and it ends in like help oh this is a call for help (laughs) blink twice if you need help oh dear me um but yeah (laughs) without without further ado i think i don't know I'm like I'm trying to like figure out if if when I cut that part out will we still have it will it still be long enough for an episode? I don't know if there's anything that you wanted to bring up specifically on the back end of this episode. I don't think my brain is functioning enough yet. Um <laughs> No, because the thing is is like 
the problem is is we we were going and we did we were going well i was talking then, a lot about glee <laughs> and then this happens and then this happens and totally gets derailed i'm trying oh. to just remember like i, I was like i want to make sure that i mention everything that i was going to say because i definitely feel like i wanted to say something but i don't remember what it was but yeah oh yeah pittsburgh traded Ale- uh alex nylander they did. To Columbus, which I think is like the most petty ex thing that Kyle Dubas could ever do to William Nylander, mm-hmm. besides like on top of making his brother drive back and forth across the state of Pennsylvania, he then ships him off to, of all places, Ohio. Which you do. I will say, Cleveland, lovely city. I have been to Cleveland. It's quite nice. Uh, rock and roll hall of uh, rock and roll hall of fame. There's some cool stuff in there. A lot of Beatles memorabilia um fun um they've got uh, progressive field park is a, a progressive field which is where the uh cleveland guardians play very nice baseball diamond um you've got uh the cavaliers which you know what don't hate them as much as i did before the raptors won their championship um and uh they also have a football team i think like yeah. a, an American football team. <laughs> but the cool thing is, and I don't know if it's still there, but when it was there, when I went in like 2019, they had this giant stamp, this like big, huge stamp that's like taller than you as a per. Like it's huge. It's like two stories Ooh. tall and it says free on it. And it was a, like a supposed to be like an art installation in the middle of this park in downtown Cleveland. Ooh. Very, very cool. But yeah, that's all I've got. Is, I, I'm not even talking about Columbus. But that is my only experience with the state of Ohio is just the city of Cleveland. So, yeah, I um, have never been. You're not missing out on much. No, like I wouldn't dedicate I wouldn't dedicate a trip to it unless you really wanted to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've been to America once and that was when I was like 10. We went to Florida. What is nice? It was I was a really cheap converse. They were like it worked out and they were like 20 quid with laces. I bought like three pairs of laces as well. It was brilliant. Nice. That's the thing. I, I don't know why. I don't know what is like not <clears throat> to be like, oh, all you but it's like I always hear like Brits going to like Florida specifically. It's because there's Disney. We went to Disney. Yeah. That seems to be that seems to be the trend. Um, I have been to Florida a couple of times, but I don't know. Out of like everywhere in the US, like Florida wouldn't be necessarily my first pick. Mm. I don't know. There's nice there's nicer places to go. Uh yeah. in the US. Um, I don't know. Quite a big fan of Chicago. Um I don't know. But I think we'll end it there. I think we have enough. <laughs> before yeah, I keep talking we've about said enough. we've said enough. Before before I keep talking about like cities in the US that I've been to slash cities I would like to go. Never been to New York though. Surprisingly no. enough. Would my like parents to go to New York. I would quite like to go. Yeah. Maybe we'll go together and we'll like do like Rangers and Islanders games. MSG. We'll shell out for the expensive tickets at MSG. 
Oh, my bank account is crying at the thought. Well, not right now. No, she's even the thought of doing it at any point. She's sobbing, screaming, crying, begging for mercy. Well, like when we got like real adult jobs and like real adult money. How's that sound? But when I have real adult money, it's all going on Lego and jerseys. So, well. If we go to New York, you can go into the NHL store in New York City, which is apparently, I've heard, massive. And you can just buy all the jerseys you want there. This is That's how it. I get you. This is how I get you to come live. <laughs> this is how you get me to, like, put flights to New York. Um, with, that, with that being said, uh, thank you very much, uh, everybody, for listening. You can follow the show on Twitter or you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, that's cool. Uh, I, I'm sorry, my brain is still so fried. Uh, you can follow me and Mercy on Twitter at Sexy Leaves for Mercy at Fairview One for myself. We will see you on Thursday with hopefully a much more put together uh, and coherent episode uh, when the Leafs uh, after the Leafs take on Vegas tomorrow and prior to the Leafs taking on the Arizona Coyotes on Thursday. Um, uh, this is feeling like deja vu. Um, I feel like I've talked about these teams before. Hopefully the Leafs can extend their seven-game win streak to eight, perhaps. Who knows? Fingers crossed. Please. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>